Hi friends, wow, I've hit 50 plays in four days. I wasn't expecting it to blow up so fast like that. I have been on a little bit of a um, an illness streak here. I got um, salmonella poisoning from a fried egg that I think that was cooked next to raw meat. Anyways, that's disgusting and I won't get into detail of it, but um, after a mental breakdown, I've been, I feel a lot better uh, this afternoon. It is um, July 26th, uh, 1.17 in the afternoon, and there's a lot of things that have crossed my mind that I wanted to talk about regarding my last two podcasts. Um, so I want to mention that I do shamanic healing work. A lot of people don't realize what a shaman does. They do something called soul recall. So you know, you must know by now that everyone has a soul and everyone has a spirit. And everyone has fire in their heart, which makes them their own conscious person. Well, we have a consciousness and a subconsciousness. And how far or how fast our subconsciousness catches up with our first consciousness makes us um, that much more of a full being of a human. So what I do is I, um, so I'm going to explain this. A lot of people in their lives have gone through trauma, um, very bad trauma that um, suppresses their soul entity. I mean, example, and I'm not trying to call anyone out here or point, um, point a stab at racism because I am not a racist person. I don't look at people because because of their skin color or their ethnicity or origin or social stature. I look at them from their soul entities and who they originated from before they became human. So I'm going to say that black, black women's souls have been suppressed. They have been suppressed since the slavery years. Um, and this isn't their fault. I, I sympathize with them because you know, I have been a slave to, to society and humanity myself, um, being that it is my first incarnation. I've, my mind has been warped to what other people conceive me or, <coughs> excuse me, conceive me as or think of me as. So, I mean, I always, I'm going to say this, I have always got along with black women. From the time that I was young, from the time that I was first jailed when I was 16 years old, um, and the first long stint that I did in jail, which was a 28-day stint, well, I was 18, and I, all the black women, they, they, they reached out to me, they showed me how to play euchre, spades, and I was always a soul sister at heart, I always had more soul than I did spirit, but their souls have been suppressed because of the slave era, not only that, because of the rape that black men have impaled on not only black women, but white women. Um, and I'm not saying this because I want to start controversy or rattle anyone's tail feathers, but ethnically, statistically, it is a fact that more black women get raped by black, black men than white women, and more black men rape than white males. Um, it is statistics. I have looked it up. I have been told. I have looked it up. So going there and so forth, I do something called soul recall. So when you have been under an immense amount of trauma in your life from your parents, your significant others, your siblings, 
what have you, teachers at school, kids at school, um, it suppresses one's soul. Sometimes your soul gets so suppressed that it actually leaves the entity of your body. It gets so suppressed that it leaves the entity of your body if the trauma is not dealt with, it is not resolved, it will leave your body, your soul will leave your body and stand outside your body and watch. And watch and see how your human being um, handles these situations until it gets therapy or the help that's needed to um, mend these wounds and, and make sense of the trauma that they've been through and why it's happened in God's eyes. So um, sometimes when it goes unresolved for so long, it leads your soul to stray away from the body because the soul can't watch the body get hurt anymore. So as a shaman, I do crystal, crystal healing work. I, I do hypnotism on crystals, and um, it's not anything like witch work. It is, it is the old, old specimen used for healing. Um, a lot of people think crystals are involved with witchcraft. It's not true. Shamans were the first people to use crystal, crystal energies in their healing. So I do a soul recall for the body. For the body, I, I bring the soul back into the body with my crystal healing, my hypnosis. A lot of people will go through traumas in their head, and I don't ever, ever intervene in the hypnosis. See, I play my Tibetan healing bowls, and I let Father God and the Holy Spirit do what they can to calm the soul, retrieve it back into the body, get some resolution, and start the path of righteousness. Um, so I, I have been identified, my soul has been identified as Raphael, Raphael the fourth archangel in existence. Raphael stands for God heals. I am God's healer. Um, my body has always healed rather, rather quickly, but um, I am a celestial being. I am an earth angel. With that being said, I'll get more into my origin and why I am in this earth, this playing field, this reality realm, and what my role is. I haven't even really realized um, what my sole role is on this earth, but um, I you know I have these signs, these uh, signs that you, you can find on my Facebook page. Um, Jules Crystal Jasmine is my Facebook page, and there are some signs. Uh, there is a picture, and if you are chosen, you will see it. A picture of the Mother Mary and Joseph um, revealing themselves in my picture of me and my first horse, Roman. I am an equestrian. I have been riding horses since I was nine years old. I haven't ridden in a while. It is some, somewhat of a soul enjoyment of mine, but um, hopefully I will have the chance to get back into it as I do more healing on myself and figure out what my role is in this world and how I can help others seek light and endearment and frutality in this world. Uh, I, don't wanna, I don't ever want to live in a dystopia. I don't want to live in the dystopian world. All I wish for is that I find my chosen people and we can all, like I said in my Facebook, swim in a mirage of love and reality in the utopian world for freedom, happiness, joy. So if you guys can do a little bit of homework for me in this next segment and um, sit down. No, don't sit down. Kneel. Kneel by your bedside. Pray to God. Ask him to make sense of your trauma and your pain and to help your soul come back to you. Please, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Christ, this is Jules Christmas.
Crystal, and I am signing out at 8 o'clock. Hello, friends. Or should I say friends? I don't know. I don't know who's tuning into these little podcasts. Um, as I divulged to you in my last podcast of what my soul identity was, Archangel Raphael, God Hills, being an angelic soul, I have a very empathic being. I'm a very empathic being imprinted on very easily. Just like a dog would imprint on a human when he finds his master. I get imprinted on by people. I get imprinted on by people's thoughts and their emotions towards me. And like the past couple days since I have put out these podcasts, I've been feeling all, I've been feeling really depressed actually. Like very down in the dumps. Low energy, um, just not very good all around feeling. I don't feel like I have the Holy Spirit with me. I feel like I'm being drained of my solar energy. I'm going to continue putting out these podcasts anyways because I think these are things that the world needs to know about and I need to shed light on regardless of what it does to me. I don't care. I'm somewhat of a radical, um, like Jesus Christ, you know, uh, he was a radical because he spread he spread light and he spread truth and he spread hope in places that had none and that is a radical thing to do. So I thought about what I wanted to talk about in this segment of my podcast and I want to speak on loyalty. I think I've told you that I am a Leo dragon. I was born in 1988. And my birthday is August 8th. That of the, no, the lion. I am a Leo lion. And I am a loyal son of a bitch. I'm not a son of a bitch. Because that's what you would call a male as a whore mother. I'm just saying that to be feisty and facetious. Because I'm so loyal. And like, I'm so loyal. It's like, I'm loyal to a fault. I love people when I meet them so hard. And I would do anything for the people that I meet that I love. Like, I'm not joking. I would stand in front of a bus to save their life. I would jump in front of a gun to know that they wouldn't get shot. I would literally do anything for the people that I love. I'm such a people pleaser. And anyone that knows this. Knows if you come to my apartment, I will make you feel at home and I'll make you feel comfortable. And that's the one thing that that I tend to when I have company around me in my home. I open my arms to everyone. And I'm a great listener too. Sometimes I listen to people all the time and they never even ask me how I'm doing. Or seem interested or care in what I have to say. A lot of people that I know that I that I call friends but really not consider them as friends. Just call them that to give them a title. They will talk my ear off for an hour. And then when it comes time for me to talk about how I'm feeling or what I've been going through. They rush me off the phone. A lot of the people that I've known for a long time and consider, like, soul connections, um, like, people, uh, one friend specifically that I have from high school, like, I call him all the time. I reach out to him all the time, and he doesn't ever answer my phone calls or call me 
or reach out to me or try to be in my presence because I have come to the conclusion that I think, I know that he thinks he's better than me. Because when people think that they're better than you, they usually don't give you the time of the day or any of their energy or their thought. Because you simply don't matter. Because they're better, right? What makes someone better than another person? The money they have? The clothes they wear? It's definitely not who they pray to because let's be honest, in this day, in this day and age, religion doesn't really matter. Anyone can say they pray to God and they'll believe them. People say they pray to God just to get um, recognition or clout when they don't ever pray to God. If anything, they're probably praying to Father Satan because all they're praying for is for themselves. Everything that you do has a set intention. And whether that intention comes from self or love, it depicts the kind of person you are. If your intention always comes from love of the heart and a thought for another before yourself, you are a good person. And I think good people really don't ever tell themselves in their head that they are better than less than or at their of of another human being. Because it's not our place to judge each other or what we think of each other or what we think less or more than each other. There is only one that can truly judge in this life, and that one is the Father God. I am so loyal, um, but there's one thing that I, I do hold certain ties to, like, my loyalties, right? I'm usually more loyal to my women friends than I am my men friends, obviously, because that's my gender. And I'm usually more loyal to the people that I've known longer than the others. So say if you, I was friends with you and you introduced me to someone else, which is a rare occasion because rarely do I have friends introduce me to their other friends because that would be too much for them, right? <clears throat> But anyways, if it was the occasion, if I had a friend for a while and she introduced me to another friend, a male or whatever, my loyalty would always, and they got into an argument, my loyalty would always hold with her because I knew her first, right? <clears throat> she was my longest connection. I have more of a connection with her because I've known her longer. That means I've known her imprint more. So, like, there's this thing that happens to me. <clears throat> I've never had a clique of girlfriends. I've never been the popular girl or had a, a cool clique of girlfriends. I would consider myself a cool bitch because I am one of the most fashionably dressed people I know with the most impe impeccable sense of style and taste. And yes, class, I do have a little bit of trash and ghetto, but just enough to set the spice off. So this is what has happened to me throughout my life. I've never been in a friend group, like ever. So it's like once maybe. And that was just by default of boyfriend. But anyways, I've never had a group of girlfriends. I've always had like one girlfriend that I cling to and that I connected with and that was my best friend. Like I've always had one best friend. I've had a lot of different best friends, but I always had like one best friend every time. All my life, I've always had like one girlfriend. That was my best friend. I haven't had that in a long time.
not only since six years ago of getting out of a domestically abusive and verbally abusive and sexually abusive relationship, have I had a boyfriend or one woman that I could call a best friend? Yes, I'm going over the eight minutes. This one might be a little bit longer. I'm sorry if I'm dragging on. Or you feel like I'm not important enough for you to have to listen. But this is something that has been a common denominator with every single friend I have. Not only female, male and female. Every single friend that I have imprinted on has abandoned me. Every single one of them. And if they didn't just purely abandon me, they have wished harmful things on me. I did have this one friend. I thought she was special. Me and her were a lot alike and so different in so many ways. But we clicked. It was like yin and yang, you know? We laughed together. It came, like, our conversations came easily. Nothing felt forced. And I truly trusted. I truly trusted and confided in her. I respected her. She was older than me. I did look up to her at one point. And I, I did something, like, a couple winters ago, I started writing an autobiography of my life. I've, I've since lost it in the computer. I don't know how it disappeared somehow, but I only let a few people that I know read it. No one that I've let read it has still in contact with me, or if I try to contact them, reciprocates. But every single person that read this seven-page life autobiography shed a tear. Every single person, I think, but her. She was the only person that didn't cry when she was done reading my story or in the middle of beginning or end. I thought it was strange because I thought she's really um, taking in an analog of what I wrote. And I wanted her feedback. I said, what do you think about this story? She goes, do you want to know what I think? I was like, yes, please tell me. She said, I think that you are a starseed. You are a special human being. You are incarnation of terrestrial being. And I think because you have had so much light on you, or you, you embody so much light inside of you, that you've had something dark placed on you. And I think that this dark being that's been placed on you has been sucking you dry of your energy your whole life. And not only does it do that, it also jumps other people to be cruel and unusual and mean and rude to you. Which makes perfect sense because uh, I can't, I won't even know someone. Like, I can walk off the boat and uh, they could shun me right away just because of one look. Because of the jealousy that runs deep in females. And um, I told her this. I go, you know what? There might be some validity in that. And that's when I started looking into all this, um, the star seeds, the star seed origin and soul contract and things like that and all this metaphysical world. 
I do thank her because she didn't enlighten me and open my eyes to something that I needed to find who I really was truly solely inside. To find my right and correct path. But I did tell her, I go, I go, you know, I don't have any friends. She was what? I go, yeah, I go, every single one of my friends has abandoned me. And she said, you know what? And she looked at me contently and deep in the eyes and she goes, I will never abandon you. I promise you that. I promise you that. I will never abandon you. I go, no, you don't understand. I go, you will abandon me someday. But she goes, just wait, just see. I'm never going to abandon you. She was recently faked to me the last time I saw her. We were on speaking terms, but I thought this was someone that I could always mend bonds with. And I thought maybe she would always be in my life. So when I saw her, I apologized and I said, I don't not want to speak with you because I love you. And she said, it's okay, it's okay, you know, it's okay. And we were cool. And she took a picture with me. I posted that on Facebook. And then after that, I kept, I reached out to her for a couple weeks. And I started getting mad. She would not reply to me. So I talked to one of our mutual friends and then, I asked, what's going on with her? Why won't she reply to me? And then one of our mutual friends divulged that, oh, she thought that I had a lot of dark energy and she didn't want to be involved with me at the moment or whenever or ever. I don't know. And I'm just like, oh, it does not make any sense. Because I had recently gone to a psychic about this because I was so upset about it. She told me that um, there was a attachment between us, like an evil, icky, sticky, ooey goo that was attaching us. And it was an attachment of pure jealousy. Which you, we all know jealousy stems from hate. So she said, yeah, there's this evil, sticky glue that sheds, um, that's attaching us and... This woman that you loved and you thought was your friend, she has no light energy in her. All of her energy, her light energy that she had has been sucked out of her dry and she is completely dark. And she's solely jealous of you. And the psychic told me you need to shed, spread love, drown her in love. And it's a really hard thing to do when you're so mad at someone for abandoning you and neglecting you, talking bad about you. To find love in your heart for them. I still love this girl. I am no capacity other than to love the people that have touched my life. But it's hard for me to show love to her because I'm so angry. So I did. I reached out to her. I go, why did you say this to her? Why did you say I am dark? I have dark energy. You don't want to be around me. Then she goes through the paragraph about how I am demonically possessed and I'm beneath her and she has no room for my bullshit. Brought God into the matter. So she's going to be there for me when I um when I get out of it. But I don't think that that's a very promising notion because she already stated that she thought I was beneath her. And that um, 
I don't know. I don't even remember how she ended it. Okay, well, you could have not been fake to me when I saw you then. You could have just not even talked to me, ignored me. You could have not been fake to me and lied to me and then talked about me behind my back and told people, you don't want to be my friend. I can't deal with life right now. Honestly, I'm so alone. I don't know if this is a testament of my faith or just a, a time in my life that's making me stronger because we're all we really have, right? Loyalty, loyalty has to hold into ourselves first because if we're not loyal to ourselves and to we, who we are as a human being, we get lost in the maze of confusion, deception, and hate. I just want to um, tell you all that I'm not a bad person. I don't have demonic possessions. I am light. I am the second coming of Christ. I have the soul of Raphael, the archangel. I'm a very important human being on this earth. And who's ever listening to this, please don't abandon this podcast. It is now 1733.